is the Marketing Muscle Up Show, hosted by Richard Tutunji, where he gives you a peek behind the scenes into the conversations and strategies that can help you grow your fitness business and live the life you've always dreamed of. Welcome back to the Marketing Muscle Up Podcast Show. So good to have you here and hope you're enjoying the last episodes that we've been putting out. Today, we are talking about something tactical, something marketing, something that can help you to skyrocket your conversions and ensure that when you get a potential buyer or lead coming in, they will know what to do and what to expect. That's when today's episode. And I've got Ev Chapman joining me as well. How are you, Ev? I'm great. How are you, Richard? Yeah, very good. I, I like when we um, go sometimes really tactical in these episodes because yeah. I, I just um, I just think it's it's important to ensure people know where the front door is, Ev. Mm, I think that's very important. Well, Otherwise I, you can't get in, right? You can't get in. And I, and I use the front door analogy because a lot of time as fitness professionals, what we do, we're really good at training. We're the best at it. We've done every course under the sun and we've got all the certificates. However, we don't make it clear enough to where our mm. entry point is or our front door is in the business. And so what yeah. we do is we get our clients or potential leads to kind of like we put up a war, a barrier, um, and it's very hard for people to figure out which is the best way to get started in the business, where do I go? What do I say? And that's why a lot of inquiries, initial inquiries, or how much do you charge? That's because yeah. clients, potential clients, actually don't know what to say. They're uneducated. So the easiest thing that, that won't make them look silly or stupid is what do you charge? Mm, I think that's an excellent point, actually, because I think that's a, the biggest fear of any trainer. You know, they get that message in their messenger, how much do you charge? And they don't really know how to how to then get away from that price conversation. And it's simply because they haven't opened the front door. A lot of the time we just have to open the door. And and I and I and I'll and I'll say this too, because we have a client in a um, built up um, eastern suburbs of Sydney area and talking about the front door. I mean, talking about the front door, the, he had a um, kind of glass, but frosted glass, signage, beautiful signage, all those kind of things. Mm. And uh, I went to visit his studio. Uh, it was the first time I went to visit his studio. I've been working in, in our Ninja program. And I found it a little bit awkward to open that front door up. Not, not awkward, it was hard, but awkward like I felt, ooh, you know, is it locked? Is it closed? Am I welcoming here? Is mm. there somebody in there? Is it really busy in there? What's going to be on the side of the door? And then I said to him, yeah. it's interesting your door was closed. And um, that's how I left it because, I mean, he had signage. But I said, it's interesting the door was closed. And he messaged me about two weeks later. And he said, Richard, you never believe it. But I kept the door open all day long now. And I'm actually getting all these walk-ins. Mm. He didn't even change the offer. He didn't change the signage. He just opened the door. Yeah. So oh, it's super interesting, isn't it? People's behavior and like 
just that barrier of like, especially, you know, like it's a busy street and, you know, it is lots of people walking by or driving by, but like having that door closed really feels like, mm, I don't know if I'm actually allowed to go in, but mm. when it's open, it feels just like, oh yeah, I could just wander in here and like, you know, um, maybe catch, catch, you know, he might catch someone's eye as they're walking past or something. And that's all the difference that it makes. All the difference it makes. And, and that's what I want to touch on today. Let's sort of show you how to open the door. And yeah, that's still really it. simple ways uh, to know when to open the door. Now, I know a lot of states, a lot of locations are in lockdown. And as we're, as we're recording this and as if you're listening to this, and some of them are also open too. So what I want to do is yep. show you what's working in lockdown world and then also in post-lockdown world. So when you know yeah. you're out of lockdown, then you are actually in lockdown. So give you some two scenarios on that. Yeah, so um, there is states in lockdown. I'm in one of them. Um, and uh, what would you say? Because obviously you kind of have the same kind of offers. Well, maybe it's not obvious, but you probably shouldn't have the same kind of offers in lockdown as you have kind of coming out of lockdown, right? Well, totally, because the door's closed in uh, lockdowns, so you can't open your front door. And that's a big challenge. That's where, that's where the biggest challenge is that the normal part of training, especially for large gyms, obviously gym is closed. Studios, you may have flexibility going outdoors, uh, PTs and so forth. However, in these times now, we still have to keep uh, our front door open digitally and online because you are either going to retain your members if you're in lockdown, that's number one, and then grow your members. And if you're in coming out of lockdown, you want to ensure that you literally take, if you have like a double door, you open them both up. And if you have windows, you open them up as well. And so we want to pronounce the world that we're open. And that's the concept here of an offer is we need to kind of like scream to the world that we are open mm. instead of thinking that yeah. people know there were a gym or there were a studio or there were a PT and thinking they know our website or thinking they know we have an amazing landing page or thinking they know we have this great video. And we have definitely um, we have definitely done that in the past. Where you think, oh, people know you, but we are trying to get out from our normal um, surroundings, our normal clients, our parents, our family, and say, hey, let's go to somebody we don't know. And so that's exactly what these lockdowns are. And so the three biggest things that we've identified in the space of of why people train is it comes down to three, three items that they want better routines, especially in this COVID world. They want, they want to keep their routines mm -hmm. or, or start a new routine or better routines. That's number one. Number two is a lot of uncertainty around at the moment. You know, if I, if I sign up to a 12-month membership or a six-month membership, will I be in lockdown or will I be closed, all those kind of things. And that's going to continue happening, especially if there's any breakouts. There'll be, there'll, be, um, there'll be lockdowns and deep cleanings and all those kind of things. And so... People are a little yeah, bit afraid yeah. of that. And number three is we know from you know, years and years of understanding why people stick around is they stick around for community. So it's routines, uncertainty, and community. And so what I want to do is sort of show you some, first of all, offers. If you are coming out of lockdown, you know the date. I know a few states know the date now. And then we can, and then you can start to think about, okay, what can I do to ensure that people know uh, where I'm at and how to enter the front door. 
So in routines, we have a thing called the comeback offer. So if you've been closed for a while and everybody can relate to this, everybody in Australia and probably everywhere in the world has been locked down in some part. But what we want to do is we want to have a strong comeback offer that enforces to get back into the routine. And so we don't have to call it come back, but the theme has to be around getting back people back into the routine, getting people yep. back feeling good and feeling excited. I mean, Ev, what do you think when, you know, if, let's say you haven't done training for a while and um, everybody's gone through a bit of a down patch in lockdown, then all of a sudden you have that mojo to get going again. You know, what is that feeling mm-hmm. that you have in that point? Yeah, I, I think in New South Wales there is a real feeling like around, you know, Freedom Day um, and, you know, getting back into things. And even I was thinking last week, I'm so excited to get back into the gym, to get lifting again, like, you know, that kind of thing. Like, I mean, I have done some things in lockdown, but, you know, it's not the same. Like I, I go to a gym that you know, we tend to lift heavy things and, you know, can't really do that at, at home. So I think that, you know, there's, you know, whether it's a feeling of like freedom, like a freedom offer or something, but there's definitely like, there's, unless you have a home gym, you probably have not, um, you're probably not working out exactly the same as you would have in the gym. So it's definitely a sense of like getting back into it, getting back into routine um, and kind of establishing something, um, uh, you know, something new or, you know, uh, like kind of normal again. Yeah, and, and when, we, when we're looking at names, what we want to do is you want to value everything that you're getting up and offering. With offers, you want to focus around ensuring that you can get the speed going, you can get their routines going, you can get, um, you know, community and certainty going in a really fast yeah. manner. And to do that, that's why a lot of offers we recommend is you're having a seven to a 10-day offer. And in that offer you want to ensure that there's a very clear outcome, not just trialing us out, for example, but what are they going to get in the seven yeah. to 10 days? They might double their confidence. They might um, drop a certain amount of weight or a certain amount of kilograms that it's very tangible. Um, they may um, triple their energy. We want to have outcome-driven offers that allow people yeah. to get the feeling back. And then that feeling, that routine, will naturally lead into you know getting back into studio getting back into the gym and getting back into the routine but but we need to do a lot mm. to, to call out what we're actually going to get because some people are super motivated and they're just you know going to get to that gym but we are looking for people that have really lost a lot of yeah. routines and a lot of sass and swaz about them pretty much i don't know their words so it's a it's yeah really I, I think so mm, they are words great yeah I think they are words, but I also think you're you're correct about that. Like that, I I actually think that these lockdowns, like I mean, you know, like there's going to be people who get back into the gym. I, I you I you know am a member of a gym, want to get back there. But I think there's also people who've discovered, you know, what I actually don't mind working out, or you know, like you know, I like this walking thing. Maybe I might try something. I actually think there is a lot of opportunity to get people who have never been in gyms back into gyms now. Um, and uh, and I think, you know, whether it's like they've, you know, just been lying around during lockdown, they think I've really got to do something or they've been like, you know what, I, I like being outside or I, you know, want to go to a boot camp or I want to get into a gym. Like, yeah, I think there's both sides. So I think there's a lot of opportunity for people. Mm. 
Yeah, and and, and um, I, I did a, an interview with uh, Richard Beattie, Exercise New Zealand CEO, and mm. he mentioned the same in the first lockdown in New Zealand that the rate of people taking up exercise that hadn't yet ever been in the studio or gym um, was an all-time high to yeah. the fact that people had to really um, sit down. But also, too, is that they've been walking. And to get people that are not yet into a gym, a fitness facility, because we only know 24% around those numbers are actually yeah. registered as a fitness facility member. But now that you know the government has done a good job saying, hey, you can get outside for an hour a day walking, and they've used the word exercise and things like that, is that there's a lot of people that have actually got up and started to walk. And that's a really good thing because yeah. that's the first step you need to get into a fitness studio or gym. So there's, so there's a lot of opportunity there waiting for you to create a really good comeback offer. And just on comeback offers, ensure that the name is outcome focused, ensure that it doesn't just say offer, ensure that it's really <laughs> driven on what you're actually gonna deliver in the seven, 10 days, not what you're gonna deliver in the 12 months, but what they're gonna yeah. see and feel and have and get excited about within the, the offer period. If that's three days, seven days, 10 days, 30 days, whatever it is for you, we want to be really clear on that outcome because, again, in an uncertain world, we don't have the luxury of knowing if we're going to be open for 12 months. But we want to tighten all the gaps up to say, well, this is what we're going to offer in the 10 days. And that works really well. And that's been working really well with our, with our clients. Yeah. So that's the comeback offer. Um, number two in offers in post-lockdowns, I want to talk hybrid offer. Hybrid offers um, an offer that you put out to a market that is a little bit uncertain of mm. what they're going to do. So for example, um, they may not want to go back into a gym or facility with a lot of people, with crowds, um, and they might, they might be really um, afraid, rightfully so. They may be yeah. um, having older population, younger population, sick kids, sick family members, and they, they can't run the risk of uh, getting... Uh, COVID or lockdowns or anything like that. And so there's a lot of people out there that are going to be in that box. And you don't want to forget about those people because those are the people that now have to change and adjust what they've been doing. Uh, and you've got to want to set up an offer for those guys. And we call it the hybrid offer. So it's a combination of ensuring that you can continue your hybrid training and uh, you have the offer also too of jumping into a face-to-face -face class as well. So wherever they feel fit uh, or when they feel that, confident level um, we want to make sure that we're calling out to those people because that's a market that's definitely going to get left behind if you yeah. don't offer the hybrid option or you say i'm going to stop that hybrid like you really want to continue offering that because you're also going to get new people coming on that's never trained with you before because other studios gyms may not be offering a hybrid so you can imagine every single gym will they offer hybrid probably not so there's a massive massive opportunity here to ensure that you're the one that's able to offer the hybrid for that type of um, clientele. Yeah, and this was really successful for so many of our clients. Um, I know after the first lockdowns and, you know, there was a lot of uncertainty about getting back into gyms. I think maybe less less now, but I think there are people who are still around who are like, mm, I don't know, we have to wear a mask. Like there's just so much, there's so much going on that I think if you're not, um, if you're not running a hybrid, you're probably missing out on a big part of um, uh, of the market. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be 
always Zoom sessions either. I think a lot of our clients um, have, you know, now they have a whole lot of bank of workouts that they've done over all of these lockdowns. You know, it could be um, some kind of like library of um, of workouts that people can do in their own time, like an on-demand library or something. Yeah, and if you are going to do an on-demand library, um, one of our uh, great clients, John Hyatt, is an EFM uh, location. He he decided to build, and a whole bunch of people, he decided to build up a back end, a proper back end. He custom built that through mm. WordPress. But the things that this items like Thinkrific, um, uh, that's one platform that you can use that you can build up your back end really easy. Yeah, a whole bunch of other ones um, that you can also use. Yeah, super easy now. Oh, yeah, I mean, I remember trying to do it back in ten years ago. I was like, "Oh, what? You want to do what?" Now, I, I mean, the world is your oyster. Like, really, go out there, pay your, your monthly fee, and you can put all your past Zoom trainings in there, and then you can, you know, run that, just run, continue to run it so they can log in any time. Yeah. So it's, um, yeah, yeah d- just don't forget all the work that you've done over the months if you have been on Zooming. Uh, put that, definitely put that in the back end and it has an evergreen model where it can keep running and running and running. And again, yeah, absolutely. I remember the name. We want a solid name, an outcome-driven name in 7, 10, 30 days, whatever it may be. You want a solid outcome-driven name. So you want to be using um, words that spark emotion. And that's really key because we want to grab people's attention. And yep. we've only got one second, two seconds, three seconds, four seconds to grab their attention. So it can't be like called hybrid offer or comeback offer. It can't just call it offer. We see that a lot. We've got to make it really strong. And focus on what the pain is or what the solution is. You can either market pain or pleasure. A lot of people market pain because that's when people make a Mm -hmm. decision. So be really clear of what they're going to get from this offer and then list everything they get, not just the training, remember, list the value of each product. You might have a a welcome call, a swag bag, the training sessions. You might be running Zoom backend or backend programs. You could be having one-on-one consults, whatever you're doing, just value everything up. And that's including all the offers, value it all up, put a value on it, and then um, put your price to it. Um, put the price to it, but doesn't the value doesn't have to be the price. Remember the price is a, is, a, is a fee that they can pay for that period. And then the normal uh, fee takes over from there. And in regards to fees, just on the topic, I always say, if you're, let's say, charging $100 a week per se, you want to drop the value to around 40% off. And that generally is the fee. That's generally the price I would charge for an offer. Instead of going really expensive, you're looking yeah. at people that already know you. That's when they're going to buy into that. If you want to get more people in, you want to lower your price. Not really low because you sort of get quality, but we want to ensure they're able to upgrade. And so I always say the 40% rule, take the 40% yeah. off, that'd be so the $60, $59, And then from there, it's not a massive jump to the regular weekly payments. Yeah, I think that's a good point because um, I see a lot of people, you know, charging, you know, a dollar a day or, you know, like really like it, it's a massive jump once they get, they get a lot of people into their offers, but then they can't sell people into memberships. So I think 40% is a great rule. Yeah. Keep it easy. And the last offer I want to talk about was the bring a friend offer. This works really well. It's worked really well through all the Melbourne lockdowns where you want to look out for your friends. And this offer here is for any 
any places that are shut decide to close the doors totally, there are people that are really wanting to train and they may know not, they may not know where to train. So it's about giving a bring a friend offer to every one of your members and saying that this, mm. uh, this is a clear offer. You get, you get one person you can bring totally free for a period of time and a huge value piece. So it's not just your normal offer. You actually bring them to the training. It could be for a month. It could be three weeks, whatever you feel comfortable with. But the, the purpose of it is to ensure that you're treating them just as a normal client and they're like, you know, we know that they're going to be a very high sign-up rate. So we just want to have this exclusivity mm. and then talk about that everybody has a one uh, pass here that their that their friend, because you're paying, their friend can actually use that as well for a period of time just to get them back into the doors. And really, this I love this option here because this option doesn't require mm. us to do anything more than to give more value to our members. And if you've got yeah. 20 members, 20 people take it up, we double membership. And to me, we don't have to worry about a front door because the front door is your member that's literally going to take them into there, take them exactly where they need to sit, stand, train, and exercise. And so that to me is an offer that really put together well. It's very, very successful this time. Yeah, I think so. And I think, you know, it doesn't, you, it, it doesn't really require you to do much extra work. You know, if you're already doing Zoom sessions and you have places to fill, it actually really helps to kind of, yeah, fill those places and also get more people in, you know, into your membership and, and that kind of thing. And I, I think as well if you're, um, it, you know, if people have friends who are outside the area or something like that, it's like a it's an opportunity to bring those people in as well. Like I know I don't, most of my friends don't live where I live but I can get them into my Zoom training sessions because it, it doesn't matter um, where they are. Mm. So it's a good opportunity, yeah. And that's when the hybrid offer comes in in that case as well. That's it. We are in a yeah. um, digital world and I think it's really important to yeah. know, that, you know, we can call it Freedom Day, but until there's um, some real solid longevity proof, um, yeah. nothing's certain. And I think that's really important to ensure that you've got backups in all, in all scenarios moving forward. Yeah. Now... I want to just touch on challenges very quickly. So if you are in, mm. if you are still in lockdown for a period of time, what you want to be doing, and the key of that is we all know we want to retain our clients. You know, we, we've got to retain our clients, stop the bleed and retain our clients. By now, clients are still training with you, amazing. And you've probably done some amazing things to keep them training. Like you've probably retained them, yeah. you've worked triple, triple harder, you've called them, you've done everything you possibly can. But what we do really well, and our clients do really well is we have a thing called the bulletproof challenge. And we run these bulletproof mm. challenges. Uh, you can run them anytime in the year. However, they, they are a good challenge to run in periods of um, stress, in periods of clients getting a little bit fatigued or over things or zoomed out. I've heard yeah. that word so many times. Um, the bulletproof challenge basically represents, and it comes from a challenge that... Um, uh, I wanted to do, I think myself and Joe wanted to do, we were feeling a bit uh, down and out and we were like, oh, don't know if we can do this, don't know if we can train. And so what we decided to do is call it bulletproof. Let's bulletproof ourselves. And so a lot of your clients want to know what you do as a trainer to stay in shape, mm. what you do to keep in shape, what you do to feel motivated and inspired because you are leaders and you're leading them. And so what we did, we flipped them. We said, okay, we're going to run a bulletproof challenge. It's a 21-day bulletproof challenge. 
And the Bulletproof Challenge is not necessarily about fitness or training. It's about something opposite where it's easy for people to do. And that's number one. It's got to be so easy for people to do it. Super simple. Um, it wants to be a little bit of gamification. So we're saying one of 21 days, two of 21 days, three of 21 days, proving that people will stay on track with numbers instead of dot points. Mm -hmm. So number, that, uh, number those days up. And then the concept here is it could be a, um, I know Joey's run a whole bunch of things in our clients, gratitude challenges we've had. We've had um, fitness challenges. We've had take a photo of something amazing, like a flower challenge. Um, it's like stop and yep. smoke rosa challenge. So it's a challenge basically to get them inspired again. And so whatever you mm. do to keep inspired, it could be morning meditation, uh, book reading. It could just be walking. The, the things that you get, that you do to, to, to be the best version of yourself. So what we do, you take a picture of it and then we hashtag, we create a hashtag that's around our uh, gym or studio. And then we get everybody to hashtag that. And so what it does... It creates everybody who was not training, everybody who that was mm. struggling, it gets them going again, something they can do instead of something they can't do. And it's an effective challenge, especially to run, you know, you know, if you're getting out of lockdown, lockdown another two months away, it's it's a really effective challenge to run in the lead up of when we are able to um, get out of jail, some people say. <laughs> Yeah. And I, you know, I, I love the Bulletproof Challenge and I know we just, you know, sometimes we're just feeling like mm, we need to, you know, a little Bulletproof ourselves. So we go, you know, hey guys, we're going to run the Bulletproof Challenge. But I think um, what it does for your clients is it focuses them in on something that they can do every day, like something small that can make them feel good or feel motivated, or like it, it just kind of, it, it's just one thing to get them through. Um, and that's, I think that's the power of it. Yeah. And I've, we had a, seen a great one recently with um, one of our scalers, Riz, shout out Riz, just getting clients to actually take a picture of their uh, 10,000 step uh, challenge. Mm. And again, people love things. I mean, who doesn't love, I mean, Apple watches did a very smart, you know, super smart thing. If you, if you get, look at the background and the research of what they did, it's all around gamification and they, they did a lot of research around computer games and how people get to levels and things like that. Um, la, uh, close the circles, close the loops up. Um, if you're mm -hmm. user, and it's the same concept is that everybody wants to close that loop up daily. Everybody wants that 10,000 steps and then go to bed. Everybody wants that 75-day hard challenge. People love yeah. closing loops up every day. I think you're a loop closer, Ev. You love a good loop close, don't you? I do. I like to tick it off, colour the circle in, whatever it is. Um, yeah, I think it gives you a sense of accomplishment every day. Totally. So that's just one of the three lockdown challenges we have. Um, we may mm. just fall down the line, but it yeah. is, a, is a premium one that always works. It doesn't matter it what. Is. And I just want to touch quickly yeah. on some names. Uh, just remember... It's got to be irresistible. Um, it's got to focus on outcome. Yep. Seasons are good as well. Always change up to seasons. Um, you, you know, you've seen that all the time, but it works because people are thinking different things in if, in each season. So it's important yeah. to, uh, to be relative in those seasons. You can't run the same thing 12 months of the year. That's not an offer. The front Yeah. 
Yeah, I think so. I think we, um, a lot of our clients ran the winter warrior challenges over winter because it's just a different, there's, there's a different feeling in winter. Um, and uh, you're just trying to get through winter compared to like, hey, we're in spring now. Everyone feels like super happy and sun is shining and it's just a whole different feel. So I think using seasons can really help to like get people into that offer and keep it relevant and current. And I want to speak out to those fitness professionals who are against offers and I hear you and I see you and you're sitting here going, well, my service can sell itself. My quality can sell itself and it certainly can sell itself. However, Hmm. until people are in that and they understand what you do, we we human creatures of, we're going into everything going, are we going to get ripped off? Um, I've had a bad experience before. Um, will this work? And we want to really get in the head of our potential client and what they're going through when they read or don't read your offer, when they're deciding to work with you. We want to understand what's in their mind. And, and we just want to highlight all those things in the offer. And the reason why the offer is there, because it gives them the confidence to get started instead of overthinking something. And so if you've never done mm. an offer, or your offer is weak at best, like you just call it offer, get creative and, and, and give yourself the opportunity to know that you've got a really good program and you've got a really good service. And all we're doing is we want to just to, we just want to showcase that on the front end. And I think we're talking about forever. The best thing to do that is to remember that you have a service, treat the offer like a product. So yeah. I bought this cup the other day. Um, if you're watching this on YouTube, we are streaming this on YouTube, team. It's an Ever Eco cup. And oh. yeah, I kind of like it. I never used to buy these cups for him years ago. I was like, what, what are you yeah, doing? I, right? I think you're, you're in a <laughs> of those cups. I love and, them. But now I, I sit at home all day, so I don't need to keep cups. Yeah, I just like them still. And, and so um, it's a product. And I bought it once and now I own the product. It's not a service. And if the cup was crap, I would lose $28, which is the most expensive cup I've bought. (laughs) But but I don't have to, I'm not locked into 12 months uh, owning this cup. And so what a product is, what an offer is, is a product. And if we treat it Mm. as products, you have less barriers of entry your door is wide open your door is easy to get through uh there's there's, there's happiness on the other side yeah. but if you don't have the offer it's just people can still open the door but it's just a little bit harder and when you've got other people the doors are wide open this is where you may be losing potential clients that should be training with you so give it a crack and i always like to think yeah. test thing called Ev, just test it out Test it and yep. give it a test. I love testing. I think, you know, you do not have to decide something and say you're going to do this for the rest of your life. You can test it and see if it works. And if it doesn't, test something else. Totally. Well, team, I hope that's worked, helped you. Um, if you want to continue with any more videos and, uh, and lessons like this, we've got a private Facebook group called Crush Your Fitness Marketing. You can jump into there and request to join. And if you haven't yet checked our website out, we have a whole different programs and courses 
available for you. You've heard us speak about ninjas before. We have a ninja program where we help people, help fitness professionals to double or triple their business. So check that out. And um, yeah, thanks for uh, tuning into this episode around how to keep that front door open. Go out there, go out there and open the door and create the offer and let us know how you go with it. Love to know your feedback on this episode. For more of these episodes, as mentioned, you can view these on YouTube if you prefer the visual aspect. Uh, and of course, you can view these on your favorite podcast uh, channels and be sure to subscribe and get notified when the next episodes are out. Thanks so much. I'll catch you guys next time.